Welcome back to Probably About Politics. This week, the Czech Republic and their presidential election, round one. All right, getting into it. <laughs> uh, not getting into it. No. First of all, Easing it. Uh, we're going to have an update on some other elections that we called perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, Germany, not so well. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the others. A little update on the, uh, the postal survey, which has now become a vote. Yes. Uh, the New Zealand election for a prime minister, and as well as the German election, which uh, remains to be seen. How we did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Australia now has same-sex marriage written into law. Yeah, very exciting. They waited until the last possible day they could do it in 2017, <laughs> but they did it. And I think it's pretty exciting. It's like a, it's a nice piece of good news. It's nice that it yeah. worked out. What a way to end the year. Yeah. I think they had like like rainbow fireworks on New Year's Eve or something like that. Oh, really? Celebration. Yeah. I saw a very touching video uh, following the vote where people broke out in song in the parliament <laughs> yeah. about some we are or we are all Australia or Australia is all of us. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like they're like on one of those national songs that countries have, yeah. but I, I don't know it. <laughs> it was, yeah. So that's good news. That's good yeah. news. And it was we, nice. We called it. be that. a boom to the wedding industry. <laughs> is that that I've never heard that as a uh, as an argument for same-sex marriage is just the economic argument of uh, I think that the there, when the US was passing it there was one made for how much like it was a ridiculous sum of money was going to be made if this <laughs> happened for the wedding industry so I mean yeah yeah I, only in America <laughs> <laughs> the economic argument for rights <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Very exciting. So, Those... quickly moving on the rundown to New Zealand. Yes. Um, Australia's powerful Arder, neighbor. Yeah. Uh, is now the prime minister of yes. the country. Um, there was some coalition building that had to go on there as well. Mm-hmm. With hilariously, <laughs> uh, when I saw this come out um, with uh, Winston Peters from the uh, new zealand first party the kind of all the far right party uh though people are saying that it's not a far right takeover they're not no quote unquote poisoning the parliament uh, by inserting themselves (laughs) um they only had nine seats won yeah Uh, the greens had eight but winston peters announces on live television Without first warning, Jacinda Ardern or Bill English, the leaders of <laughs> the first, the top two parties, that he was going to throw the weight of the New Zealand First Party behind Labour. So Jacinda found out by watching television that she was going to be the next Prime Minister of New Zealand. <laughs> it's quite the twist. Uh, I mean, he also seems to have... Uh... I think in the recent polling, he's like down by at least 1% from his like 7.2% support that previously existed. So I don't think anybody could argue it's a far right takeover. I don't think he's, it's it's truly, but that's pretty fascinating. Very odd couple type situation going on in New Zealand. He is the uh, foreign minister, though 
strongly anti-immigration <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. the deputy prime minister of new zealand to go he's 72 years old to go along with our millennial 37 year old <laughs> jacinda ardern prime minister <laughs> and seeing them both walk around together is just brilliant <laughs> jacinda ardern's pretty popular though like i think she she's still widely supported in the country and i think she's got a bit of the yeah. trudeau thing going on for her right now everybody's obsessed yeah. with like her cat jacinda mania <laughs> yeah Okay, so then, in more confusing news, Germany. Yes. What's going on? Well, we're looking at March before they have a government, and the election was when? It was in September, end of September, I think? September, yeah. 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 So, they, it, I guess what we can clearly see is the, uh, the Jamaican coalition did not really pan out, um, and yeah. this weekend, Merkel and the... The, the Christian Democratic Party are going into negotiations with the SPD, which is sort of their previous coalition partner, Who and they were pretty adamant that they weren't going to do that. But I think <laughs> it looks like that might happen now. Um, is there any word on, like, do you know why it took 100 days before coalition talks started after the Grand Coalition failed to form? It's probably a lot of just like agreeing to get people to come to the table. I mean, the SPD yeah. does not really want to do this. And there are some pretty, it's the reason that they lost the last election. Uh, there's some pretty fundamental disagreements with the far right party being there. They don't really want to give them the opposition. There's enough reasons to make this something that they don't want, but it's hard to see any other option now so i imagine a lot to do with exhausting your options so you're saying there's a lot of politics involved yeah i think (laughs) (laughs) probably a lot of politics yeah it's probably about politics i have to guess (laughs) but uh, i think like the latest like sort of poll numbers is like merkel's like still pretty popular but the german people are pretty frustrated with the uh lack of government so so potential for another election um, I would guess another coalition before another election. Okay, well, bold. Starting 2018 off the right way. Look, yeah, can't hold back. Okay, Lee, speaking of starting 2018 off in the right way. Yes. And now, it is summer down in New Zealand mm-hmm. and Australia. Yes. Uh, not summer in Germany or here in Canada. Or here. And you know what? I think sometimes we have a German listener, but we don't have many Australian <laughs> listeners. And it is freezing cold here. So cold. So, what can we do about that? We could think about making our own line of sweaters. Oh, man. Imagine that. I'm probably about politics sweater. Could be yours for, like, what, 25 bucks-ish? Yeah, look, we're going to give you the best price. <laughs> only only the, the stable geniuses, the extremely <laughs> stable geniuses here at Probably About Politics are going to put our genius to the work on yeah. a on a sweater design we've got some some limited runs with a couple typos on them <laughs> uh, but these next these, these next versions get at us on at our email that you can find on our twitter at prob politics so follow us there yep if you likely and, know us personally you can also yeah. just <laughs> if you are kaylee's family <laughs> you send her a text <laughs> you know what give her a call she wants to hear from you they're give so comfortable they're really very comfortable sweaters. they're, they're actually great. extremely soft on the inside the best sweaters i love these things <laughs> okay 
So we are running long on our intro, but let's get to the the main event, uh, round one of the main event. This really <laughs> does feel like a boxing match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ra- main event, round one, Czech Republic presidential election. Yes. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say the more important election in the Czech Republic happened uh, a little while ago for the parliament. But this week, uh, we have the presidential election coming up. Yeah, the presidential election really matters now because of the sort of instability that exists. Uh, The Czech Republic sort of elected this guy that's being very closely compared to, like, a Donald Trump Trump sort of person. Um, But he's sort of uh, trying to form a coalition. I think that happens on January 10th, which is just sort of right before... But he has to go for a vote of confidence. And uh, so if that pans out um, and he and uh, uh, Babis, uh, who is the new prime minister, remains the prime minister, uh, we will have sort of a very bombastic uh, bit private business prime minister who I think he owns the largest paper in the country. And then we will. Yeah, he owns a bunch of media and he owns another company and he's a multi-billionaire and he's potentially corrupt. Yeah, he's like being uh, there's investigated a lot going on for there. corruption. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's hard to see how he's going to form a pretty a stable coalition right now. But I think a big boost to him would be to have uh, the current president, uh, Milos uh, Zeman, be elected again as president. Yeah, because Milos, who's the current president, the first ever president elected by direct vote, in Mm -hmm. czech history uh the two presidents before that who were vaclav havel and vaclav klaus Mm -hmm. uh, were both appointed by by the parliament yeah so this is only the second direct election Mm -hmm. because despite uh the czech republic being a very very old region yeah uh there's been people living there for thousands and thousands of years they've only had a few elections since uh 1999 yeah well they would have been ruled there they were ruled by the communist party until the velvet revolution in 1989 i think so yeah this is a fairly new democracy for sure which i think is another sort of interesting point is like the velvet revolution was sort of this emergence of democracy and now we're almost at 30 years later we're seeing a real i think a real big test to some of those principles yeah i was sort of surprised in looking more closely at uh, the Czech Republic in preparation mm-hmm. for this episode that it's such a such a wealthy and progressive country yeah and beautiful country. yeah was a yeah I think I read one of the headlines was like it's why you should visit Prague this year because it's like a top tourist destination I've, I've heard it's very lovely but it does really well especially if the European Union is doing well because it's got all these factories and it, it's one of the I think one of the few countries where you see a lot of uh, yeah, factory work and that sort of thing being the predominant industry and still the very successful industry. Yeah, but going back to the actual presidential election, this Milo Zeman guy, who is the mm-hmm. all of the like main players in this, it's interesting that it's such a young democracy and everybody that's mm-hmm. there has been something else. Like Zeman, yeah. who has now kind of drifted away from the social democratic party that he was prime minister mm-hmm. with 
a few rotations of prime ministers ago. Yeah. He was prime minister of that party, and that party was just in power in parliament, uh, had suffered mm-hmm. huge losses. And oh, yeah. The, uh, I- Anno party with Andre Babish has just made huge inroads, right? And now has uh, mm-hmm. will form government most likely. So now this Zeman guy, he is looking. He's seeking a second term as president, mm-hmm. and he's got most likely he's got a pretty clear path to victory. In that there's there's nine or so contestants right now, candidates, I guess, not contestants. Mm-hmm. But really, he's got something like forty or fifty percent of the vote right now polling going into the first round and then of them all the top two go into a second playoff round let's call it it's a runoff election yeah <laughs> but let's make it more exciting so there's playoffs afterwards and sure. against really there's only three of them that are polling in the teens to really come in second which are yiri yeah uh, brahaus uh michelle horacek and mirek tapalanek who one of those mm-hmm. mirek was an ex-prime minister <laughs> So again, they're all so inter like twined in this, which I just found fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think you, what we'll see is sort of the the first round. I think it is easy to see who's going to win. Zeman will win yeah. that. Um, but since I think the the big risk to Zeman winning again is that all the other the pool of like six other people is gone, and it's just one other person yeah. left. And so I remember, I think I read one poll that essentially put it at like, if Zeman and Drahos get through, it'll, and then they face off, it, it, it's about 45, yeah, it's a 45. going into the second round. Yeah. And I, which is, but against Horacek and Topolanek going into the second round, mm-hmm. there's a huge disparity there with Zeman like wiping the floor with them. But oh, yeah. going into the first round, they're separated by a few points each with about 15 or so mid-teens percentage of the population undecided. Mm-hmm. So really yeah. the race to watch, I think, going into this Czech presidential election is mm-hmm. first round, second place. And that's what really yes. is going to decide how competitive Zeman's road is to, to uh, getting into office here. Yeah, it really will take the right second place candidate to, uh, I think, present a real challenge to him. And so it'll be interesting. Yeah, because I haven't been able to find a lot on these other running candidates other than uh, the the pirate candidate, who her occupation (laughs) is listed as businesswoman and alchemist, uh, Terezi Holofska. The the pirate party actually did quite well in the parliamentary showing. Uh, they finished third. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, admittedly, nobody finished with very much. Like the the support was very <laughs> divert. Like it was thirty percent for Babas's party yeah. got thirty percent, and that's considered like a huge yeah. majority. So, so notwithstanding a uh, a pirate uh, takeover here, Zeman <laughs> will most likely become president, and his ties in the region are interesting. Uh, with yes. the way that he interacts with Europe. And China and Russia, and how Babish as well, how his interactions moving away from kind of more of a Eurosceptic view, not wanting to take on the Euro, Mm -hmm. and his interactions with uh, Russia as well, how those all play Mm -hmm. out and make this scenario of quite a small country of around 10 million people uh, in the European Union Mm -hmm. start to have some more weight. Yeah, I think he... 
it's interesting to look at the Czech Republic. If uh, Zeman and Vadis both manage to get in and hold on to their their positions of power, I think it will be very interesting. You likely you will likely see a move uh, away from most of the uh, European Union's uh, policies of like particularly the migration policies, and I think that uh, it'll. it's very likely you'll even see a move towards just leaving the European Union entirely and moving much closer to Russia, which um, there's a real divide in the country, I think, over that. That will be, I think, something that could really unite a large group of the people of the Czech Republic behind a second candidate in the presidency is is this debate over being European. European or aligning towards the Europe or European portion or Russian portion of their population. It is, yeah, it's just an interesting, I think, conversation that is happening within the country. And it's also interesting to wonder why it's happening because, yeah, really the highest employment rates in the European Union, um, low migrant population, there's really not many migrants coming to the Czech Republic. Like a lot of those big strainers that that many European countries are facing don't exist in nearly the same level as the Czech Republic, but there, there's a real populist sentiment that is occurring right now. For the region, I remember from one of season one's episodes, mm-hmm. uh, the Slovak election with uh, Robert Fitzo, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. as well had this sort of nationalist view and he did quite well and he ended up winning and forming government. And yeah. that was a sort of similar sentiment in, I mean, obviously very close neighbors with the Czech Republic here, sort of a different mm-hmm. intranational situation with Slovakia, but mm-hmm. still very interesting. And this new kind of, because there are a lot of ties between Zeman and Russia already, and also mm-hmm. some ties between, well, some alleged by Zeman uh, ties with uh, the American administration right now, which have been quashed by the Americans. He was uh, alleging yeah. to be some third member of some potential axis between the Americans and the Russians. Uh, <laughs> Seems hard to imagine, but yeah. sure. And he's such an interesting character and has played such a huge yeah. role in the history of the Czech Republic as its Mm -hmm. young democracy since the 90s here how he's already been prime minister and one term as president and his current part or his ex-party was the last party in in power but now he aligns more closely with the with the new party he's definitely one to watch and it's an interesting situation especially with how it will end up turning out with just europe in general and how it continues the trends that we saw in Europe that began to be sort of bucked by the end of 2017, by some of the elections we saw happening mm-hmm. there, of this populism yeah. kind of making a resurgence in Central Eastern Europe. Yeah, I think, yeah, and Zeman, I mean, he's just such a character, like, there's a, a such a character because there's a lot of worry with him, right? Like, I mean, he... Putin was really backing him and like was going all out to sort of roll out the red carpet for him. And then he said something, I think he said that maybe they should just get like, get rid of journalists. Like he made a a threat to the lives of journalists. There's a lot of, Oh yeah. Said that we should liquidate journalists. Liquidate journalists. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. What a disaster Uh, that was too. And yeah. And, and he, he's a, known to be a bit of a drunk there's just like a lot of 
a lot of aspects of him that seem very a little erratic that I don't but he clearly holds a lot of influence in in the Czech Republic so it would be it, it's interesting to see what sort of what well I guess we're seeing it in a lot of situations what a sort of a powerful <laughs> a man who says erratic and crazy things uh how he can succeed I guess in the country yeah so i guess predictions if we're still doing those in 2018 seems like most likely uh milo zeman will be the next president of the czech republic but it still it definitely all depends on that second place finisher this first round and then we may uh keep up with this one and give a little update once that second round is underway and uh We'll let everybody know how how this is turning out there because it's definitely an interesting race and yeah. is very important for the region I, as well going forward for the next uh, five or ten years. Yeah, I still have I still have hope. <laughs> I still think that the second round could go better. It it's possible. <laughs> there is there's no way of knowing. Okay, well on that note, I have hope as well that uh, in 2018 <laughs> probably about politics will be back on the horse making podcasts we've got we had about one a month in this this fall and uh we're looking to we're looking to keep that going strengthen that that output uh Mm -hmm. we got a twitter now follow us on there find us on soundcloud we got a pro account so we got an archive going on there now uh Mm -hmm. get at us for these nice comfy sweaters sweaters follow us on twitter there might be some (laughs) designs getting put up there check us out send us an email send us some comments and uh, thanks for listening and stick with us in an exciting 2018 electoral year.